on hello everybody and welcome back to the average film enjoyer podcast hoop tober we are excited to bring you uh one of me and jagger's uh favorite films today uh we are bringing um the American Psycho, I, there's no the, it's just American Psycho, starring Christian Bale, Justin Theroux, Josh Lucas, Reese Witherspoon, Jared Leto, I mean anyone you can think of, they're in this film. Um, Willem Dafoe, who I always forget is in this movie. Um, so Jagger, kick it off with your thoughts, my friend. Um... So this movie is so misinterpreted to a point that it's almost funny, but it's still not funny because, like, get it right. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, that aside, the fact that this movie has built up an entire culture of people that don't understand it, it is a genuinely very, very, like, impressive movie. Great directing, absolutely incredible script, Mm -hmm. that we can get into later so funny pretty disturbing um and a great social commentary satire that i'm glad gets the recognition it gets but could get a little better recognition to be totally honest well it, it should be getting the right recognition it should be getting like it's not recognized for the right reasons yeah um it's, it's recognized for all of the wrong reasons Exactly. The one thought that was really... Because this was the first time I watched it. Um, I finished it last night. Um, and the one thought that kept going through my head, besides the serial killer part, Patrick Bateman is the most boring person on the face of the planet. He, Which I think is intentional because one of the big themes in this that we've talked about is like the dangers of conformity and trying to be like everybody else. Um, and the, uh, and non-individuality. I mean, even if you think about it, like when he's killing Paul Allen, he, to the band he talks about, let's talk about the two bands he talks about in this movie, because I know music and this is something that I picked up on. So first band, he's killing Paul Allen. First of all, he's walking down the hall, listening to Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Sunshine Band. Like... You could not choose... Okay, we're just going to move on from that. First of all, boring. Now, he's going to kill Paul Allen. So, he chooses Huey Lewis and the News to talk about. And you may think, oh, of course, he's going to talk about sports because that... Sorry if my dogs are barking. He's going to talk sports because that is widely regarded as the best... Um, uh, the best Huey Lewis album. No, he talks about four with the grand hit hip to be square and he even says he talks this song talks about he completely misinterprets the song that song is a satire of being like it, it, it's it, they're talking about it's cool to be like everyone else no that song is a satire within itself but he's taking it seriously which is a really fun like funny meta commentary because now the guys who are watching this movie it's supposed to be, uh, like, it's supposed to be a satire, but they're taking it completely seriously. So he talks about the benefits of conforming to society. Wait. And... What? I just found... 
a transcript of the Huey Lewis in the News scene. Mm-hmm. And you, I, this is it word for word. It's short. They're early work. Okay, you like Huey Lewis in the News? And Alan says, um, they're okay. Now, from now on, I'm going to skip um, Alan's lines. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came to their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Okay, and then he says, like, and then what are the wh- copies of the style section all over the place? Is that a raincoat? Why, and yes, Alan Paul. Says, is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. In 87, Huey... Yes, it is. In 87, Huey released this for... Their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to be Square. A song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics. But they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends. It's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! And then... Cuts Paul's head off. Um, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, he literally says, like, he... It's he's... so funny. It is. And then the third band he talks about. And I have nothing against these bands, but they are very, like, bland, you know, boring bands. Like, they make boring pop music. I have nothing against it. I like some of their songs. Don't get... I like Phil Collins. Don't get me wrong. I like Phil Collins. I like Genesis. But, I mean, come on. If you're going to talk about a band, and if you want to be a cool, interesting person, you're not going to talk about freaking Genesis or Huey Lewis and the News. Especially back then, you know? That'd be like... uh, You know who my favorite musician is? Uh, Ed Sheeran. Just me. Or my my favorite musician is uh, is Drake. It's just like... Just be... He... They just write him... Like, um, like he's the most boring person in the world. Um, and it's, here, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Can I, can I quickly ask you if you had the same experience as me, where that scene really distorted your view of Phil Collins from then on? A hundred percent. You're never going to think of him again without that being what's in your head the whole time. Now, this movie has a lot of scenes that are very, very iconic. Um, the scene where he's chasing her down the hallway with the chainsaw. Um, yeah. Or, a lot of why not, movie, you iconic. stupid bastard? That whole scene. <laughs> or, um, what about the one where he's ordering from the bartender and he's like, I'd like to cut you open and play in your blood. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, there... what business are you in? I'm in murders and executions. Oh, mergers and acquisitions? Oh, I know people <laughs> hate it. It is the funniest movie. Or um, when Willem Dafoe comes in and he's like interviewing him and asking him all these questions. And he was like, what were you doing on this day at this time? And he's like, um, I was out at the play. Oh, Africa, brave Africa. It was a laugh riot. It's the funniest movie. It really man. is. Like, I cannot uh, and the first time I was watching it, I was kind of like, oh, this is really disturbing. And then I watch it the second time around, and I cannot stop laughing the yeah. entire runtime. Uh-huh. So there's a little bit of something here for everyone, and I yeah. respect that. 
Yeah, and there, this movie has been memed so much. I feel like that's something we have to touch on. Whether it's this face where he's yeah. like that one, where he where he's talking to Paul Paul Allen's talking to him, or or the that whole scene that you just did the transcript of the hey Paul, and then he cuts it like that's been done a million like that's been memed a million times. Uh, the shot of him walking down the hallway with the headphones, that's been memed. The shot of him sitting in the chair listening to music, that's been memed. Everything has been memed in this movie. It's so iconic. Um, now, I want to touch on... So, in What's my, seeing the... Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. In my opinion, Christian Bale is the best actor working today. And he is a top five actor of all time. And this just gives me more like proof of what I think is proof of this. Um, and it's really like one, he's so diverse, right? He, the, every character he plays is not like any other character he's played, right? He has, he has debatably the most range out of anyone. Um, he, the commitment he has to the role, um, as far as the physical appearance of the character goes, is unbelievable, unlike anybody else. I'm wondering what... And he's the obvious standout performance here, but I'm wondering, uh, what are your thoughts on that, uh, of just about Christian Bale as an actor? Um, yeah. So, he's definitely one of the best actors working today, for sure. Um, a lot of range... One of the best actors of all time? I'd say yes. I think that you could totally make an argument for that. Um, yeah, I mean, none of his act, none of his roles are the same, and he just has the biggest range. Um, and yeah, as far as it goes with people playing psychopathic roles, mm-hmm. this has so many layers, all the way down to the intonation of his voice, staying the same when he's sort of on his day-to-day life changing ever so slightly when he's starting to go down a maniacal path yeah um my god it's so good this this movie is incredible it really Um, is and as someone who's seen this movie quite a few times now every time you watch it it just peels back more and more layers Mm mm-hmm and that's something you can't help but just respect. Um, and this is also one of those movies, and I don't know, because I know you have it at a four and a half. This is mm-hmm. one of those movies where I watched it, and it's one of those things where you're just like, you want to tell everyone to watch it because it's so good that you think everyone should see it. Um, but then you don't want to tell and... anyone to watch it because it's really fucked. <laughs> yes, but at the same time, I feel like with the current TikTok culture everyone's seen it anyway so it doesn't matter yeah it is very disturbing now let's go down that path because a lot like clockwork orange yeah this has a lot of comedy to it but then something really messed up will happen and then they'll just try to switch back to comedy but you don't want to laugh because of what you've just seen so i (laughs) let's get down that there yeah this movie has some parts of it that are really messed up like there's um and sorry grandpa one really funny (laughs) funny sex scene where he's like it's 
a normal like movie sex scene, and then it cuts to a shot of him in the mirror where he's like, <sighs> "Oh like, no, yeah." Himself. He's like, he's like, basically like he's screwing this girl, but he's at an angle where he can see himself in the mirror, so he's going like this, but then like, oh, oh, like flexing, which I would too if I looked like that. I mean, come on, Christian Bale is like perfect in this movie. Um, and it's not like he's just flexing. He's, like, doing, like, the whole, like, Hulk Hogan, like, uh, uh, uh. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so funny. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it cuts to this really dark shot of him, like, unscrewing, uh, like, um, a wire hanger. Um. Yeah. And it's, like, a big change of tone. Where it's very startling, where it's like you're laughing your head off, and then it like it cuts from that straight to them like walking out like cut up. Mm-hmm. So it's very very like it's like this way, and then just bam, and yeah. then it'll try to cut back to something funny, but you're like, hold on a minute, can you wait a second to let me like recuperate? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's things like that that make this movie what it is. Because if it was straight comedy, it wouldn't be as admired. If it was straight horror, it wouldn't be as admired. Yeah. It's the comedy horror satire that this movie is. That's what makes it what it is. And I've never respected a satire this much. Because this takes a concept that... And we'll get into the ending in a second, so spoilers. Yeah. This takes a concept that is pretty taboo for the kind of movie that it was marketed as. Mm -hmm. And it, like, it really doesn't shy away from being sort of in your face with it at times. But I think that now we should get into the ending. Because, like, the ending of this movie is essentially... It shows him going back to the house that he'd been killing everyone at. And none of the bodies are where he had them. Mm -hmm. No blood anywhere. Everything's back to normal. Mm Mm-hmm. No one's recognizing him as Patrick Bateman, and they're laughing at him calling himself Patrick Bateman. And he makes, like, a call, and if I could, um, he makes a call basically confessing to everything that he had done. Yeah, to his lawyer. To his lawyer, and I know in the last time that I talked about this movie on the podcast, which was a... It was a minute ago. Um, but if you don't mind... Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna read through this. Howard, it's it's Bateman. Patrick Bateman. You're my lawyer, so I think you should know I've killed a lot of people. Some escort girls in an apartment uptown. Some homeless people, maybe five or ten. An NYU girl I met in the park... I left her at the parking lot behind some donut shop. I killed Bethany, my old girlfriend, with a nail gun, and some man, some old, and then F slur, it's culturally incorrect, with a dog. Last week, uh, I killed another girl with a chainsaw. I had to. She almost got away. Someone else there, I can't remember, maybe a model. She's dead, too. 
I know, Paul Allen, I killed Paul Allen with an axe in the face. His body's dissolving in a bathtub in Hell's Kitchen. I don't want to leave anything out here. I guess I've killed maybe 20 people, maybe 40. I have tapes of a lot of it. Some girls have seen the tapes. I even, um, I ate some of their brains and tried to cook a little. Tonight, I, uh, I just had to kill a lot of people. And um, I'm not sure if I'm going to get away with it this time. So, uh, I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. Uh, I guess, I mean, I'm a pretty sick guy. Uh, so if you get back tomorrow, I may show up at Harry's bar, so, you know, keep your eyes open. Mm -hmm. That's a dark scene. It is a very, very messed up scene. And now if we may get into the tones that the book covers. Yeah. It's that in this time that it's making fun of is your 80s Wall Street dude. It's your Jordan Belfords. Mm -hmm. People like that. You know? Yeah. These guys that as white males in Wall Street at this time think they can get away with just about anything. And this is a movie basically making fun of that concept. Yeah. That in this time, a white dude that's confessing to killing 40 people calls his lawyer and confesses to all of it and then gets away with all of it. And now, yeah. even though it is inferred that it's sort of like a fight club sort of situation where none of this ever happened. Yeah. But it's all just an alter ego that he's created in his head. If you make that phone call and confess to it, you're getting in trouble in one way or another. Yeah. Because whether it's true or not, the fact that you think you did that and you own up to it and mm -hmm. laugh during that phone call... That's a messed up person that it takes to do that. And there was a scene in the house that Jack built. Yeah. Where he goes outside and he says to the cop, I've killed 60 people. I'm a serial killer. You want to see some of them? And they're like, you should stop drinking and then drive off. Yeah. You know? And this is a movie that makes fun of that concept. And it is dark. It is mm -hmm. disturbing. It is funny. And it is one of the greatest films I've ever seen. And, and I everybody, can say that with my fullest assurance. Yeah. And everybody should go check it out. Yeah. Um, streaming on Peacock right now. I really do. I agree. Um, so thank you again for joining us on Hooptober Day. This should be day 13 is tomorrow. So day 14. Um, we're officially two weeks in. We're almost yeah. to the end. Um we have 16 days left, so 16 more movies. We should go check our merch and our YouTube bio. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or YouTube, wherever you listen. Like this video if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, follow me at Trey the Film Noob on basically everywhere, Letterboxd, TikTok, Twitter. Um, and then Jagger is Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok, Jagger Film Fan on Letterboxd, and Jagger the Movie Guy on Instagram and Twitter. Um Wait, no, Twitter. Well, I think Twitter, too, and Twitch. Um, Twitch? You were know. streaming on Twitch it's a little. Something. Yeah, it's something on Twitch. You can find him. Um, again, thank you for joining us today, and we hope you have a spooky rest of your day.